The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. It is the Federal Football Report on Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Uh, also on Podcast One, you can find the uh, show now on all of your uh, podcast platforms. I'm Claude Jennings. He's Kevin Stanfield. It is the Thanksgiving edition of the Federal Football Report. Kevin, how you doing, man, after a win by the Washington Redskins over the Detroit well, Lions? We're very thankful for a win. These have come few and far between this season, so we're, we're very thankful. We're not going to take anything for granted. I know that if you're as um, mature as I am, you've seen wins in the past. You know, we've, we've seen uh, more wins than losses per year in the past, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen more than nine wins in the season in the past. But, you know, that is the past, right? And we got to look ahead, look to the future. I'm excited. I saw some, I saw some, uh, uh, I saw some life. I saw signs of a pulse. I'm not ready to turn the body over to the medical examiner. Not just, <laughs> not just yet. So I'm very thankful. Man. I'm very thankful. How about you? So I'm I'm right with you. I'm very thankful. Um, although I will say this, I'm thankful because in the long term, I feel as if, and maybe that's just hearkening back to you know 80s and early 90s and stuff like that. I just feel like you know it, it's funny because so here here and I'm kind of rambling on about it, but let me let me just do this. So there are people who are in their mid-20s, late-20s, who grew up in Washington, D.C., and to them, this franchise aren't even the Cincinnati Bengals who have been to the playoffs, <laughs> had a chance to win the AFC. I mean, they had legit good defense and things like that. And they don't understand where we come from when we say this team used to be, you know, the standard in the NFL. I mean, legacy here. Um, but I am thankful for the fact that we have those memories, if that makes any sense. Um, hope for the future. I will say this. I am thankful for Terry McLaurin. I'm thankful for Quinn. I'm thankful for Sims. Uh, and uh, I, I, I am optimistic about the offensive line, and I think the team has studs on defense. I'm thankful for building blocks. I don't think when, – so when someone says from the front office that this team is close – Call me crazy, but I believe them. I believe they're close. And if we have to be thankful for anything, I'm thankful for that. How, does that make any sense? Or am I as uh, confused it, it, as the no, 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 no. organization seems to be? It, 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 it makes perfect sense. It depends on what they do to get closer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? I mean, right. what is it? Is it do they feel that they're close because of stuff that they have done? Mm-hmm. Or, or is, it, is it like it was this past uh, week? Is it about the individual efforts of the players, right? I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, to me, the fact that they had the past coach, I'm trying not to mention his name as much as possible, mm-hmm. right? Like it'd be like Beetlejuice, you see his name three times and he's back. But <laughs> I, 
you know, they, they, I personally, as a, you know, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a football expert, but I'm an outsider, as, as people call, like to call themselves inside. I'm an outsider because <laughs> you can get the bigger picture. You can see the whole house, right? right. From the outside, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you're on the inside, you don't know the roof is leaking until there's a problem, right? That's right. So if That's you're right. outside, you can see the whole, you can see the curb appeal, right? You Correct. see whatever's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And, and from the outside, I never liked the hire. I never liked, I, I didn't like, the fact that there was nothing with the hat, nothing came with him. There was nothing that you could hang his hat on. If you had hired, let's say, uh, the Seahawks defensive coordinator, right? At mm-hmm. least he brought uh, some, you know, some stats with him, right? The legend of Boo, the legion of Boo, you know, he, <laughs> he brought all that with him, right? You know, but but the past coach didn't bring anything with him. Mm-hmm. So now we're in sort of a coaching limbo. I mean, uh, uh, Callahan has the title of interim coach. We don't know if they're going to getting another coach. Right. You no, know, right. the last few games are audition for him, or or uh, or they just uh, he's just a placeholder. We we just don't know that, right? So so we can like like you said, like we we could be close, but we don't know. Have you ever like been driving and just been driving and looking for a destination and just couldn't find it? Right. This is you. Know, I know you got a like uh, uh, Google Maps and all that, but you ever just like driven around the place and then it turns out you were right there all the time? Right, right. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where we are. Yeah, we're just going around. I don't know if we're right there or not. We're round just driving around in circles. And you talked about the, the, the last few games of the season. Yeah. The Redskins close at the Panthers, at the Packers, uh, against the Eagles at home, at New York, no, at home against New York, and then at Dallas. That's not a favorable schedule to close. I mean, I'm looking at this thing, and as hard as it may be to admit it, this might be a two-win season. Well, it depends on that. It depends on what your motivation is. And, and, and here's, here's part of the problem. We have to get players up to speed enough where they can be motivated, right? You know, right. because it appears to me it appeared to me that the young talent on this team, including the quarterback, mm-hmm. they took it upon themselves. They said, you know what? This losing thing really stinks, right? <laughs> you know, we, I'm tired of it, right? You mm-hmm. know, and they took it upon themselves. It, it was that last quarter, those last two drives, they were, they were you know, led, except for a couple of good plays by the old man, Adrian Peterson, but mm-hmm. that was the youth on this team stepping up. And, 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 you know, sometimes you got to take it upon yourself. If the coaches aren't doing it for you, you got to take it upon yourself. Now, will they be allowed to continue this? I, I, I don't know. But we're, we're in a very strange place in Washington football right now. It's like, it's almost like they have to win in spite of themselves. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's really interesting, strange. Interesting take, Kevin. And, and, and that's why you're here on the Federal Football Report, because you have insight that no other folks have here in the DMV. Uh, let's talk about this 19-16 yeah, right. win over the Detroit Lions. It's funny you talk about this because it's like the players said, hey, in spite of us and what's happening, we're going to try to get a win out of here. I'm looking at the game, and I'm thinking to myself, this seems like a tip. So it's, it's a catch-22 or – uh, kind of uh, good news, bad news. To me, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking this is a typical game where the skins get to a hot start, uh, you know, um, uh, and they're going to end up losing this game at, at the end to the Lions because they can't pull away, they can't close them out. And then they continue to play a little sloppy. Uh, things are tied and I'm thinking, all right, this is where the Lions are going to win this game, and we'll have to talk about how they couldn't close and all the mistakes and how poorly they played throughout the whole game. But then there's 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 really three stops by the defense late 
and a field and two field goals, I guess, by the offense late. Right. And they win. And it's weird because you're saying they played so poorly that I could see how they would lose the way they normally would, but then they ended up not, right, and right. they won. So how do you evaluate this game where it wasn't as if it was impressive play by the Redskins? Honestly, it was probably a couple of bad passes by the Lions backup quarterback, but all in all, I mean, they still had to take the ball away. They still had to move the ball down the field and kick that field goal. So they won the game. How do you evaluate this? Well, first of all, you can't compare bad throws against bad throws because our, our quarterback had more bad throws than the Lions quarterback did. Mm-hmm. Um, he Haskins was off, but the interesting thing to me was he was always off just a little bit far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like throwing behind the receivers or throwing too low. He was just throwing a little bit far, and and he missed a couple of touchdown passes because of it. But to me, that seems like that could be corrected. Mm-hmm. It seems to me. That's what you have a quarterback coach for. Mm-hmm. You've got to have him for some reason. <laughs> why, why is he there <laughs> if not to correct something like this? Especially, especially. I don't know if you're into um, to gunfire <laughs> or not, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know if you're a hunter or or uh, you know, you may, well, you know, you know, you got to tune into the federal hunting report right here <laughs> on the podcast, all right? But but see, there's a thing. Um, being an army veteran and then being like quite versed in, in, in weapons and such, right. there's a thing. Um, uh, there's a method they use. They call it triangulation. It's not really triangulation, but if you could have three shots within like a quarter of each other, and, and they're not bullseyed, right? They're just within a quarter of each other. That means you can adjust your weapon like down or over or up. So that those same three shots next time will hit the bullseye. Mm-hmm. You can physically do that. There's, that's that's part of the correct uh, uh, correcting your weapon, right? Correcting your aim or the sights and all that. Right. You physically do that. And I don't see why you can't do that with the quarterback. If he's okay. throwing high into the left, throw a little bit lower into the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because he was just barely missing. And the interesting thing to me was he always had the right read. He was throwing to the right guy, mm-hmm. but he was just missing him. So his his right. knowledge of the game, his eyesight, his uh, his reads and all that, I think they're getting better. We just had to work on his mechanics a little bit, right? So that's really or, key insight. Though. I'm sorry, go right ahead. No, 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 no. I just want to add something to that. Mm-hmm. Or we got to tell the receivers, you guys got to run a little farther, stretch, <laughs> a little faster, stretch a little farther. Work on and the then speed. maybe they'll meet halfway. Yeah, After this game, I'm, I'm watching and listening to a lot of the analysis and talking to people and so many people, even some who were like, you know, we got to have Haskins in, got to have him in, all of a sudden want to tear the guy down when this is really what he's just his second start uh, in the season. You know, some of these overthrows and things like that, we possibly could have got them out the way if he played <laughs> earlier in the season. I mean, am I am I crazy here? Like, we could have been past this moment if we would have been realistic about the direction of the team, the future of the team, and say, yeah, Case is here, probably ready to play now, more ready to play, obviously more ready to play now than Dwayne Haskins. However, the future is Dwayne Haskins. Keenan's here to back him up. He's here to help teach him. He's here just in case the kid gets hurt, and we're not going to play him outside of those situations. Uh, and Haskins had the first two, three weeks to kind of iron this stuff out. Well, you, you know, that that's that's true. It depends on how you want to bring him along, though, because I heard uh, our good friend Doc Walker say in the show, he had a very valid point. 
he said that that was a winnable game, and we weren't winning at a certain point because the re- the plays were there, mm-hmm. people were open, and the quarterback was missing them. He said at some point in a normal circumstance, you put the next guy in <laughs> and say, "Hey, these things are open." That's how a case lost his job, right? But you know, I'm, right? I'm, but, but, but I want to think. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like you know, a winnable game, but we weren't winning them. I'm wondering, but is there a quarterback on the roster that would have made those throws to win this game? That we don't know. That we don't know. And they would. They had the benefit of, of experience. Now, just keep in mind, except for one one uh, lightning in a bottle of season, none of the other quarterbacks in this roster have set the league on fire. Right, <laughs> right? exactly. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're journeymen, right? And I don't I don't know where uh, Colt was before he came here, right? You know, I'm sure he, he stayed. He put a little, a, a little weight on his 401k while he was here. <laughs> I'm thinking that's coming to an end. That's coming to an end pretty soon. But for me personally, I, I, what I saw could be corrected. Like I said, he was, he was missing long. I try, you know, you know, he's just, that's, that's touch. It's a matter of touch. A little, you know, youthful exuberance, man. He had that, that, that adrenaline mm-hmm. had to be going, right? But the thing about it was when it was crunch time and they needed, they needed two drives. They needed, he drove the team downfield, two scoring drives in the last six minutes of a game. How, right. How, there was a quarterback here. We don't have the sound effects with us right now. We'll just call him the captain. Mm-hmm. The captain would always lose a game at the end. Right. You would just know he was going to throw a game, a game losing interception at the end, right? But this guy, he, he might have completed another get, a pass in the game. But those last pass, I mean, you know, and they weren't like 100% accurate, but right. they were close enough that a good receiver could make a play on it. So I was quite encouraged, and I was more more encouraged by the fact that we won because we haven't been doing too much of that lately. <laughs> it's the Federal Football Report, Federal News uh, Network, 1500 AM, now available on your podcast platforms via Podcast One. And it's interesting because you talked about wide receiver play. Can we just pat Terry McLaurin on the back? Like he is, we can literally say we have a bona fide number one receiver who is a problem for opposing defenses. Yeah, well, we, you know what? I think you're absolutely right about all of that. But all of our receivers should be number one receivers. That's the whole purpose of having more than one. Wait right, a minute. You know? right. now, because... now I, th- I think you got fan-colored glasses on here. I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't think there's another team in the league that has multiple receivers that could be number one receivers anywhere else. I mean, I think you get a number one. You try to find a number two that complements the number one. And then you get you a slot guy, and you might be all, you might be all right. Well, here's what here's what we need to do. We need... We need a guy when they doubling McLaurin can get open, and it mm-hmm. seems like we're finding that in in um, in Harmon. Mm-hmm. It seems yeah. like um, I, I really like um, Cam Sims. I don't know he's been up up and down on the practice squad, but he's a big Alabama receiver. Alabama receivers seem to catch the ball. Now I, I know that they didn't like him his his route running abilities, but. Here's, here's my thing. And stop trying to make him do what you want him to do mm-hmm. and do what he can do. Like like those passes that were just missed in the end zone, I believe uh, Sims could have caught those, those fade routes and stuff. He's a big, lanky, long receiver. But I, I, I still think that they got stuff they can work with. They, they, they I don't think it has to be a, a pro bowler mm-hmm. um, opposite McLaurin. But when the, when the defense starts uh, cheating towards McLaurin's side, there's got to be somebody there that, that can uh, take up the slack. And this is when we're really, really missing a guy like Jordan Reed, a guy that's, that 
that's that what they I was have to ask. account for. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to move to. We talked about the receivers. Now I want to move to the tight end position because just recently Vernon Davis placed on IR. He's going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, you know, Jordan Reed, you talked about it. There's not a season where he's not hurt. Um, is it time to now look at the draft or the or free agency and say, okay, it is time to move on from Jordan Reed. It's time to find another tight end. Uh, and find one who can produce on offense. And from the from, I would, not I would, just from yeah, a blocking yeah, standpoint, I mean blocking, time. whatever. I'm talking about from a cast pad, a pass catching standpoint. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I think we we're, um, we don't have a superstar there. I now, me personally, I'm the proponent of drafting the best athlete available. I don't think you should draft for need because if it doesn't work out, you burn a draft, you burn a draft pick, right. and you haven't improved the team. Right, so if if the best tight end in the books is available when their draft comes, yeah, that's good. But there are plenty of other tight ends in the league that that um, that could produce for you. You know, got proven guys, guys. They don't have to be all pros, but guys that are that can block and can catch the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was one. If you look at it, that was one of the uh, the weaknesses in Jordan Reed's game is his blocking. No one ever. Right, and to have a, a sprinkle in there, and we just get him to like focus, get him the quarterback on the same page. He's a big target, sure. and, you know, it might be what you need, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and so uh, it's possible. I mean, maybe you, you know, you're right. Maybe if they work on sprinkle a little bit, it's not necessarily uh, needed to go outside and get another tight end, you know, via yeah. the draft. But who knows? Like, I'm with you. You know what you point. need though, but you know what you need to What's do that? that? You need a coach. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you no, coach. you're right. You're right. You need, you need a person whose job it is to take the player that you have and make him a better player. That's that's coaching. They, they should pay people to do that. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now it's interesting because you talk about the coach. I do wonder. Um, coach will figure out what's going on. We know he's an interim, but from a GM standpoint, do you believe the GM will be back next year? Because I mean, that kind of is the first domino. I think for the most part, I mean, in a normal situation, it has to fall because you would want your GM to pick the coach and the coach coach the players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I think he'll still be here. I, I don't see, I don't see anything happening that, to me, to me, uh, the GM has pretty much convinced the owner that we were close. If it wasn't for injuries last year, we would have won this, that, and the other thing, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, owners convinced of that, right? Now, um, I, I, the 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 ridicule that that has been um, pointed toward this team around the league and the empty seats and all that that may or may not have an effect on depends on how much money he got. Right now, right. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, now me personally, I've never met a person who has enough money. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right, right. They always want more. They always want more. Now, if he can see that him changing this GM would directly affect his pocketbook, there's a chance. I don't see it. Me personally, I just don't see it. I think we got to live with it. I don't think, no matter how many Twitter campaigns people put out, fire Bruce Allen, or how many talk shows you called or whatever, right? It's not going to happen. It's, it's the only decision. So, you know, don't, you know, save your vote for something that matters. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Federal Football Report, Federal News Network. I do have an... Um, question when we talk about uh, this game because again it's just the second win of the season uh, take from it what you want but I think everything from here on out is like bigger picture stuff but the, but just win in particular do you think that this has more to do with Redskins progress or where the Redskins are or where the Lions are well the Lions are in, are in a, 
a kind of a sad situation. You know, this I mean, is, Stafford, is this, uh, Stafford Stafford plays, does the Redskins win this game? I think so. Okay. I think so okay. still because Stafford doesn't have the mobility. It wasn't the fact, you know, maybe maybe the picks, maybe Stafford would not have thrown those particular picks. Maybe he would have taken a sack. But by the same token, he wouldn't have gotten the yards with his legs that this kid got either, right? right, right, you know? right. I, I think that um, – I. It's, it's an interesting case, right? You, you talk about like um, climate and, and and things like the culture. Now, when Matt Patricia came over from the Patriots, people expected a lot because because of the very um, uh, creative and, and exotic defenses he had with New England and stuff. But all all the time, that doesn't necessarily translate to being uh, a, a good head coach. Now, there's a couple of rare instances, like Tony Dungy was an all-pro defensive player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he translated well. And, and, and there's a couple of other guys. But 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 you need – I don't know who the who the offensive – look at it this way. Jim Caldwell was fired after going nine and seven. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. he made the playoffs like uh, three out of five years or something. I mean, nine and seven, I believe, might have been the worst he ever did at Detroit, right? Right. And he got fired. So I don't know what they're looking for. So they deserve, <laughs> <laughs> right. they deserve everything they get. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. You know, right. What, you know what I give for nine and seven right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Or uh, to be honest with you, or what we'd give instead of being two and nine to be three, seven and one. I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's almost like night and day. Federal Football Report. Yeah, we're going to try real. to take a big view of the of the season uh, at this point. But uh, right now, I want to switch to America's favorite subject, uh, favorite so, segment, I should say. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you're going to ask me the question. I think you're going to ask me the question. So I'm not going to break it. We're going to we're going to go because I believe you're going to ask me the question for fake news and that. So let's go ahead. Okay, so, so we're going to go with America's favorite segment, fake news or not. I've got three statements with Kevin, and I might even do a bonus edition of fake news or not, but a Thanksgiving of, uh, edition of it. Uh, but we'll see uh, how we feel after the uh, real version. Because, I mean, look, we can play games all day, but we're, we're paid the big bucks to talk serious football here. So we'll do fake oh, yeah. news or not. Uh, question number one, uh, fake news or not, this win – is fine in the short term, but it did more damage long term because it affects draft position. Fake news or not? Fake news. Fake news for a couple okay. of reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, if we got the number one pick in the draft, anything in this history saying that they would do the right thing with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's nothing in the history that says that. Nothing mm-hmm. at all, right? Okay. And and secondly, if you're not in it to win it all the time, you, you, you're a loser. You're an automatic That's loser, right? right? right. The whole purpose of of sports, of competition, is to win. Now, there was a time in my life when I was, you know, young and just trying to keep up with the big boys. When I was just happy to be on the team, you know, uh-huh. like that. But then again, I, I, I found out that winning is so much better than losing. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So that's what. No, no, no. If if winning isn't there in game, a hundred percent of the time, they've already lost. So for my, I hope, I hope. That, that 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 people look at it that way. I hope I hope that that's um that's that's fake news and and they take the win. The win is better than the hope of maybe we'll be better next year. I want exactly. to win now. No, and here's the thing. I'm right with you. And 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 you know, talk to fans after the game and listen to some people who do uh, media in the in the Washington D.C. area. They do sports stuff, and they're talking about the fact that no, you got to get draft pick. No, 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 no. This win was bad. You gotta you want to get you know a high draft pick. Chase Young's out there. Here's the thing. 
I, I, I hear you. But at this point, what I feel, the draft, no matter whether it's number one, number two overall, or whether someone in the fourth round. I mean, there was a time when people thought it was a competition between who should go, uh, who should the Colts pick? Should they pick Peyton Manning or should they pick, pick Ryan Leaf? I mean, the whole draft right. is a crapshoot. You just don't know how players are going to turn out. I mean, you've got running backs coming in who were drafted um, in third and fourth rounds who who make it big in the NFL, and then you got Maurice Claret. I mean, you, you just don't know how it's going to work out. But what you do know is what's right in front of you. You 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 can right. forecast how a player, for the most part, is going to play next year based on how he's doing this year against pro competition. Right. I can't take a quarterback from the SEC and say, oh, he's going to light it up when he's throwing passes against, you know, secondary players, uh, cornerbacks and safeties who may not make it into the league. I can't assess a Pac-10 quarterback because not everybody's got Washington State cornerbacks. You know, I, I so – in the league, everybody's good. Everybody's fast. But I can assess the players that I have on my team right now and project them for next year probably at a higher success rate than I can draft picks. And so for a team to want to lose or people give up, I don't want those guys on my team. I want, I, That's right. I'd, I'd, I'd rather go I'd rather go 3-13 and 13 than 1-15 and 15 because it shows me that the players haven't given up and that they're trying. And I want to evaluate everybody who's on the team who's playing, and who's trying. And by the way, I don't know if you've seen the bottom of the league, but the Broncos have three wins. The Chargers have four wins. The Jaguars has four wins. The Bengals has zero wins. The Dolphins has two wins. The Jets have four wins. I mean, there aren't a lot of teams, like, really killing it right now. The Giants only have two wins. The Lions has three wins. The Falcons have three wins. The Cardinals have three wins. There's no guarantee that if you even try to tank that you'll still finish in the top two or three in picks because there are a lot of teams that have a lot of losses. That's right. And so who knows? I want to make sure that the people who are on this team are playing and they're playing their hardest. And, and, and if we get four wins, fine. We get three wins, fine. But I want everybody on this team trying to win because I'm trying to evaluate everybody for next year. And for me, next year That's doesn't right. start with the draft. Next year, the draft is to complement what we already have. But we got to figure out what we That's have right. first. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, didn't mean to People, go, I hope you all are listening. I didn't mean to go on a tangent there about the draft. <laughs> no, I mean, no, go on a tangent. It just kills yeah, me because people sit there and they talk about, oh, we got to tank, we got to tank. What makes people think that tanking, you know, we got to tank. Gotta, I get it in certain leagues like the NBA because one player can make a difference. But in, 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 in a sport like football, in the league like the NFL, it doesn't. Yeah, one person is not going to turn everything around. No. And when you have <laughs> talent, it's one thing if I'm looking at the – and even the Bengals have talent. But I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thinking you've got an offensive line who, I, so again, the Dallas Cowboys lost Travis Frederick last year, and it totally changed the dynamic of that offensive line. When, the, when you're coming into the season and you think it's possible that after a few games you'll have Trent Williams, there's chemistry there, there's communication, there's all kind of things that with him out, with him not being there and you're not sure or you weren't sure that he was not going to be there, it throws everything off. But give me Sheriff, give me Morgan Moses, give me some of these guys that's on the offense. I mean, Flowers is playing the best football of his career by just moving to the inside. And I think that, that yeah. uh, Callahan is a great offensive line coach. And so you've got these guys. You've got some a receiving core that you're like, you know what, these guys can play. And if anybody is not encouraged by what they seen from Darius Geis, you know, 
I don't know whether you can see or not. I don't know. I don't know whether you understand the game of football. You've got to be encouraged by what you see from Darius guys. And the defense has Absolutely. talent. And so for me, it's like, no, don't tank. I want to see who's playing. I want to see who's ballers. I want to see who has the heart. And those are the guys that we start with next year. And then we supplement it or try to make up for what we're missing with the draft. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, sorry about that, everybody. It's the federal. No, 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 court. no, no, yeah, keep going. Yeah, you say something I disagree with, I'll let you know. <laughs> fake news or not. Here's a question for fake news and not. Question number two. Big, big, big time mistake, and we probably should be concerned that Dwayne Haskins was taking a selfie instead of taking the final knee uh, in uh, with the final snap of the game. Fake news or not? That was the question I started to bring up, and I knew it was going to be fake news or not. <laughs> this is the fakest fake news we've had since we've been doing fake really? news or not. For so news? many reasons. Okay. So many right reasons. Ahead. Here's uh-huh. the main reason. And, and, and you know, being a, a professional football analyst, we, we watch the game, we watch the film, we break it down, we dissect. But my wife walked through at the last play of the game and she said, hey, they didn't start the clock when Detroit snapped the ball. Hmm. And I went back and looked and I challenged anybody out there. I'll, look, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the tape and show you. Go back and look at, there was eight seconds left when Detroit snapped the ball. Mm-hmm. The quarterback stepped back, paused, threw the ball, it was picked off, and, and there should have been no time left on the clock. Hmm. There should not have been any time left on the clock. Now, I thought the game was over. When the announcers and when the camera people had the, had the, the camera on Dwayne taking the selfies and all that, mm-hmm. they thought the game was over. It wasn't until we saw Chase taking the knee that we realized that the game wasn't over. But to me, it wasn't a big deal. Not only that, they had somebody out there who gets paid a million dollars a year or more. <laughs> he could have taken the snap. That's fine. It didn't cause any problems. Mm-hmm. It didn't cause any Also, and let me know if I'm rambling, also, nobody went up to Dwayne at this time and said, hey, Dwayne, the game isn't over. <laughs> it was never an issue to anybody until it became a media issue. Hmm. That was so strange to me. And then it became to the point, it came to the point that it was like a, a career-threatening mistake. It just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and, and, and then I just said, hold it. Hold it, everybody. Everybody just stop. We won. Right. <laughs> we were, as a matter of fact, the first time they asked the coach about it, he laughed. The first time he laughed. Right. The second time he said, oh, we got to address it, this and that. That, to me, is just a reflection of the sad state of media in this town. They couldn't, they didn't think about, the, like, they didn't know how to write about a victory. They didn't know how to write about the fact that Josh Norman had gotten bitched, right? You know, mm-hmm. they didn't know how to write about the fact that finally, like a Darius guy played two games in a row, right? right. Oh, but this thing <laughs> getting hurt. it just blew up. It just blew up. It was so stupid to me. So stupid. Well, I no, just I don't understand it, but I do understand it. Yeah, no, so so here's the thing. I agree with you that I think it's been the analysis of it has been taken too far as far as uh, the implications on his career long term. <laughs> like like he is showing the inability to lead a team. Like I don't think that that's the case. I do think it's a bit odd that with so much talk, so much scrutiny, so many questions even regarding him, uh, he plays this game. He doesn't play particularly well, but they win because, you know, the Lions are going to Lion. And so they're going to do their thing, and the the Redskins win. And it's not the taking the selfie. It's the fact that in order to do that, 
you have to be not focused on the game. And there's a focus that comes with, you know, making not making sure it's over, but just paying attention to what happens. That is the, but I think in one end, it does it does just highlight the fact that yeah, he's young, he's a rookie. He, you know, who knows? Um, he's also uh, hasn't hasn't had an opportunity to play a lot in the game. So you know, I guess he thought it was over. My thing is this: I just need my quarterback to be focused on the game. I, I need my quarterback to take all the selfies he wants when the clock says zero you know, colon, zero, zero, and we know that it's over. Like, he wasn't paying attention, and it shows that they couldn't even, they couldn't find where he was quick enough to get him out, but it shows that Case Keenum was paying attention, and Case was near the coaches. They knew exactly where Case was because Case is a professional and a veteran, and if anything, it just shows, okay, he still has a long way to go. It's a win, but Dwayne didn't play particularly well, and then when it was time to ice it, he wasn't even paying attention. Okay, well, wait a minute. Here, but look at it this way as well. Number one, we won. <laughs> That's the first thing. Number one. Number two, he was on the side with everybody else. And there's been such a disconnect with the fans, you know, in this in this city and, and the team. The, the, the team is almost like another road game nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at it like for the first time in a long time, we have a quarterback that's making a direct connection to the fans, mm-hmm. a direct connection to the fans who, who came there. And if you notice, he took two selfies. One of them was with a Detroit fan. Okay. <laughs> you All know? right. But, mm-hmm. but see, that's, that's, that's what was missing, right? I mean, if you go back, think of the, think of the connection that, that – um, the Thaisman had with this city, right? If you want to go back to Jerky right. and Kilmer, the connection they had, right? Look at the connection that Doug Williams had with this city, right? You mm-hmm. know, look at the connection that RG3 had with the city. You know, not to a lesser extent, um, um, uh, the captain, right? But, but you know, I mean, to an extent that there was a quarterback controversy, right? Sure. So sure. the fact that he's, that he's making a connection with the fans because that's what it's supposed to be about. The bottom line is about the fans all the time, and I think, I think, I think the media, and I can't say the media; they know who they are. Mm-hmm. The ones who want to make an issue of this, number one, they are good writers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can see, I can see a columnist doing it, like a Tom Navarro or, or God bless him, a Tony Kornheiser or Wilbon, because their job as columnists is to influence your way of thinking, mm-hmm. right? But the reporters, the guys who report the game, they're supposed to be letting the people know the facts, right? You know, what's happening? <laughs> the facts. And none of the reporters at the clock didn't run. Not one right. reporter. I have not read one report. Although I've watched this. I still I recorded. Oh, no, I might have recorded over to record Watchmen. But <laughs> not, not one person recorded that, 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 that the clock didn't run. So I just think that they're making uh, much ado about nothing. I think if they all had reported it was a, a fun thing or connected with the fans, people are like sheep, man. They'll, they'll listen. I, they'll, I understand what you're saying about the leadership and all that, but I think that that's part of the leadership too, to lead, let the team know that it's okay to have fun and it's okay to be excited when you win and be happy. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he likes it, they might want to win some more, right? So I, I, I appreciate your opinion, 
In this case, it's just fake news. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's cool. And Kevin says fake news. I believe that. Is, yeah, I believe that is news. But you know, it's right. each his own. And so, and so we'll move well, on yeah. to the next fake news or uh, or not question um, of the night. The, the the final one, as far as the uh, football edition, I want to ask you about these uh, uh, Nike sweatshirts that had Washington football mm-hmm. instead of Redskins football. Nike was trying to purposely make a statement. And kudos to Nike for making it. Fake news or not? Um, that's news. That's, that's absolutely news, right? This is not. Um, you think it's subliminal? I mean, like you said, you, you ran out and listen to how many bad teams were in the league. It wasn't an accident that when they came out with the poster this year, the NFL did that. They the initial poster did not have burgundy and gold on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not that wasn't. I mean, they said it was an accident, but that was a, you know maybe it was a. Uh, subliminal, right? But this is a direct slap in the face, and this right, is right. this is this is Nike making a statement, <clears throat> and uh, kind of like it's interesting that I'm not sure have the search been released yet. I mean, did the the league say no, you can't do that? I mean, you know, <laughs> is Nike making the league do it? You know, right, who's, right, who's right. the most powerful? Yeah, yeah, you know. So, but I'm I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happening because at some point in time. Some people, people gotta realize how stupid the name is. That's <laughs> but, true. But that's you know, true. kudos. Oh, that's that's news. Kudos to Nike and Phil, uh, and, uh, Phil Knight and whatever his name is um, for um, for making a stand <laughs> and making a statement, even if it was an intern who tried to be funny. I believe the same thing, um, you know, because um, here, here's what's what, what's interesting. I, I do think, like you said, by the time. Uh, in a matter of time, I think that 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 all of those type of team nicknames and mascots will be changed. Because I mean, I mean to say, well, if you it, you know, if most people aren't offended, get over it. It's like God, I, you know, how can you live in a society that preaches tolerance and sensitivity if you don't take into consideration things that may not offend you, but just generally are offensive? You know what I mean? And so yeah, people are stupid. Exactly. It's like how can you how can you how can you look at an entire section of people and label them and give names and 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 make them mascots and think that that's not offensive? You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, let's just find a certain number of them and ask them if it is, and if they say no, then we're good to go. And then when you look at how America has done Native Americans wrong with these reservations and all the poverty at reservations and the alcohol problem at reservations, the gambling issue—I mean, there's so many issues in these communities. The one thing you can do is whether or not you get a mass majority of people say change it, the least you can do is is, is initiate the change yourself in a way that at least, I don't know, uh, is a way to try to pay back some of the wrongs that has been done to the, to the community. But even so... Yeah, if nothing else, if nothing else, create a meaningful dialogue. Yeah. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah. If nothing else, create a meaningful dialogue. I do, however, know a young a, a gentleman who's a Cowboys fan and out of extreme hate for all things, Washington Redskins literally said, if they change the name to the team, he, now he's, he's a Cowboys fan. He's from Washington. He has literally said, if they change the name of the team, not because he will support the move politically or socially, but just to get back at Redskins fans, he will become a, a fan of the team because it's from his home team. If they change it to anything, it could be the Washington Warriors, and he will say he will be the biggest Warriors fan if they change it just to get back at Redskins fans. How petty is well, that? Well, then, then there's, two, there's two schools of thought on that. There's two schools of thought on that is, yes, you know, there's some of us who say, yes, come, welcome with open arms, with like the Statue of Liberty, bring us to your poor, your tired, your humble bastards. Come on. Then it's my school of thought to say, 
nah, we don't want you. You stay there. <laughs> Keep the star on your shirt. Stay there. We don't want you, right? We know. We don't want no more undercover fans. We got too many of them in the city as it is, right? right. Those are the ones that, that, those are the ones that sell their, their hair, their uh, 50-yard line tickets to Detroit fan for $50, you know. Oh uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so yeah, so I don't know. If that's going to what's going to cause the team to gain fans is is winning. I mean, I mean, true fans. You might get some more people, just like the Nationals, man. How many games have you gone to and, and the stadium was half full? You know, when the team that's was winning, true. that's it's true. Cause, you know, that's right, that's right. Because you know, even me, I didn't go to a lot of regular season games. Oh, but with playoffs came, there's something different, right? There's a little status, a little clout there, right? So the, the team wins. They're not going. I don't care what the name is, but if the team wins, they'll also create a bigger platform for Nike, which that's why I say it was a brilliant move. Brilliant. Mm, interesting. All right, so that's fake news or not for this edition of the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, and on Podcast One. Now, I want to do a bonus Thanksgiving edition of fake news or not, Kevin. Uh, statement number one, let me know whether it's fake news or not. We're done with the turkey. Go ahead and just do baked chicken, man. Fake news or not. No, no, that is so fake news. No, okay. no, we can't do it. We, can't, we cannot do it. And let me, let me, uh, let me uh, piggyback on that. Are you familiar with this thing that's, that's going around, sort of like a flu? It's called Friendsgiving. Are you have you heard this thing? Uh, yes, lately? I have heard about this Friendsgiving stuff. Yes, yes. We got to stop the madness, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's improving? What's there? It's like new coke. Why do we improve? Oh, what's there? We wait all year long. We try to, the anticipation, I, I understand maybe you don't want to be around your family, but you know, this is a chance for you to be around. There's nothing else to solidify why you don't want to be around them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so no, 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 no baked chicken, man. No, no, no. I'm a, oh, you know, let me, um, a special news bulletin. In our last episode, we discussed uh, my uh, brining technique. I'll let you know that I'm uh, two days into a three day. Brian of wow. a frozen turkey. Wow! Yeah, I just I checked before we started recording. Two days, and uh, the temperature of the of the liquid that around it has to be at uh, forty degrees. That means that that the, the inside of the turkey is thawed uh, sufficiently enough, right? So um, I'm I'm not um, quite there yet, but I'm using a mixture of uh, sugar, uh, salt, vegetable stock, and apple cider. Wow! Okay. Yes, yes, quite it's quite the scientific uh, procedure here, right? You know, yeah, interesting. And uh, well, I might record me slicing into it. <laughs> you should, you should. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting there. Okay, so I, okay, so no, no, no chicken. Stick with the turkey. No chicken. No but, chicken. But let me let me Not jump on this friendsgiving thing. And so I, 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 I'm right with you, or at least used to be right with you, except for recently, uh, I've noticed and 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 have experienced that there are a lot of people who have certain family dynamics and drama where it's just tough to get together. It's always hard. And there are those who have friends who may not have big families and say, you know what, why don't we do something? Why don't we just get together for Thanksgiving? Because it's less drama. It's, it's just not as much uh, as far as a negative dynamic. Uh, what do you say about that? Well, I, I say we we do like uh, we do it in the Stanfield household, especially with my, with my kids. It's a, Invite your friends over here, because <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is mission control. This is this is going to be mission control, and that's um, now. Uh, uh, my parents were from the country, North Carolina, and you know I don't know if you experienced country life, but anytime you cook in North Carolina, you know the rural North Carolina, you cook like it was a family reunion every Sunday dinner because 
anybody might come by for a minute. Anybody always welcome. The door front door is always open. Mm-hmm. So and then so our holidays, it was magnified. So you cook. So everybody's always welcome. And and I, I, I must say, as a kid, I didn't. Whenever I went to the Carolinas for the holidays, I didn't experience any drama. Now, mm-hmm. now my wife's family is is, is from. It's from D.C. Well, they they the the parents were from like South Carolina, but the father's from D.C. So they grew up here. So it was a hint of that, and along with that, um, all my wife's friends and her sister's friends, everybody always came over. Everybody was always coming through. They wouldn't come at one time, but everybody would make a pit stop at the house. So I can appreciate that. I mean, it's it's the time for 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 friends and family, right? You know, but. But you know you gotta you gotta it's up to us to solidify the family aspect of it. Although it's going to come with cranberry sauce and drama, <laughs> you might say you know it's up to us <laughs> to say pass the cranberry sauce, hold the drama. <laughs> there you go, pass the cranberry sauce. I'll, I'm good without all the drama. Okay, that's funny. Okay, so that was one fake news and that question for Thanksgiving. Fake news and that question number two. If the rules of the house is everyone's at the table. And, uh, but at the dinner table where everyone is seated, there's no television and they want to eat during the football game. It's okay to excuse yourself to watch the game. Fake news or not. That's, you know, that's, gosh, that's kind of odd because I can't foresee that because I'm usually the first one away from the table making an excuse (laughs) or or something. And, and, uh, and, Oh gosh! You know what? You might have to suck it up, and and if that's the rules of the house, you might have to just respect that. Hmm. That's the rules of the house, right? You know, I know that's a tough one. It is. You know, and, but, and here's the thing: like, I question, <laughs> I question, I question the necessity of going to a home where someone won't understand the need to be flexible around the football game with Thanksgiving, especially if you're a guest that's been invited or there's a big gathering. It's like, listen, we get it. You want everyone at the table. We want to hold hands. We want to pray. We want to say what we're thankful for. We want to enjoy the meal. I feel as if, I feel as if you can, you can compromise one way or the other. There are three games on. You could take a poll of everyone coming. Hey, guys, which game is the most important? Is it the first one? <laughs> is it the second one? Or is it the last one? Because see, what it shows is that the host obviously has no concept of football because you can tell which one's probably the most important one to everybody just by if you were in tune with the sport itself. And so I'm thinking, all right, so this person must not be in tune. Take a poll. Ask everybody, hey, I want to make sure everybody has a good time. Um, but it's important to me that we are at the dinner table. Is the first game important, second or third? If it's the third game that's important, then you have nothing to worry about. Just have dinner at 4 o'clock. If it's the first game that's important, okay, have dinner a little later at 4.30. But if it's the second game that's important, maybe get everybody around the table at 3, have dinner, and then let people go. Uh, I don't, I don't, so I see you because, Kevin, you're a great man and you're respectable and you respect people and their rules and their home. Me, I'm a little different where I want to respect you as long as it doesn't violate me. And I, and I feel like not being able to watch football on Thanksgiving violates me. And I try to help people. See, I'm, I, here's, my, here's my thing. I will come to someone's house early. I will mop the floor. I will clean dishes. I will pick up food. I'll take out trash. I'll rake the yard. I'll do everything at your house ahead of Thanksgiving just so I can ask one simple favor to watch the game. And I feel like if I'm, if I'm willing to do all that, the least you can do is accommodate the game. Well, this is true. And, and it, is, it has been complicated in years past because Burgundy and Gold was playing quite a bit on Thanksgiving. But 
now you just got, gosh, you got Detroit and, and, and Dallas playing, right? You know, you got, although I, I must admit, I, I, I'm a big Dak fan. I'm a big Zeke fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Amari Cooper fan. I said, you know, I, I just wish they played for somebody else. But, <laughs> but also, <laughs> this, it reminds me of a story our friend Andy Poland told. And I'm not telling it quite right, but, but they would go over to his mother-in-law's house for Thanksgiving. And they couldn't watch the game because his mother-in-law didn't have a TV uh, uh, in the dining room area. Uh, so when flat screens, TVs but, came out, he bought her one. <laughs> he bought the one and had it installed, installed somewhere in the area, the dining room or something, the living uh-huh. room or something, uh-huh. so he could watch the game, specifically so he could watch the game. Wow. And subsequently, that just happened a few years back, subsequently, they moved. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they did not take the TV with them. Wow! 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 So he's he's his his dilemma is does he ask for his money back? <laughs> so I need my money so, back. So now he, he he's back to square one. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I can I can I can see it. But but you know what? It, I I don't know of a circumstance where like people would like hold it against you. But especially if it's a big gathering, you can use this cute word. It's like not. I'll go sit at the kids' table, which happens to be in the basement where the TV is, right? You know, <laughs> you know, just, that, right, that right. is a tough one, right? But me, I'm sort of like bound. <laughs> what I would do is I would just tell people, look, I got to work on Thanksgiving. I ain't gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah, finally, so finally I was asked, how is it, how come you have to work every single Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, or I'm a yeah. I guess I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I have to work. I mean, I volunteer to work. That's what. Yeah, I'm yeah. That's what came up. But so, well, you're not going to be volunteering for a while. So, and, and yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Either way it goes. I mean, there there's benefits to both sides, right? If you go sit back with a big plate of food and relax and watch the game, and and in a sense, you know. You know, since it's part of our job, right? You know, we're not just watching the game and eating food. This is part of our in-depth analysis, right? Exactly. We owe it to the fans. Matter of fact, you can use that as cue. It's not about you all. We love you, but we owe it to the fans. We owe it to our fans <laughs> to make sure we're doing this uh, uh, correctly. Yeah, we, we got to sit down. Pass the grand break off. So that's the, the Federal Football <laughs> Report bonus edition of Fake News and not the Thanksgiving edition. But, Kevin, I do have a question regarding Thanksgiving. Are you a one-house person or do you make multiple trips? Well, uh, we, we have the ability to make multiple trips, uh, you know, because we both have family in the area. And I don't know. Uh, uh, this year, it's my wife's side of the family. I don't know what my side of the family is doing. I will contact them tonight and find out <laughs> what was going on. But if I had if I had the ability, I'd go to everybody's house. Yes. You, you get a little bit from everybody's house. Christmas time, everybody. <laughs> I'm with you, man. How about you? I'm, I'm a hit the road person, man. I'm like, let's go. Let's. I'm, I'm gonna get up in the morning and go to everybody's house. I know who said something as far as coming over, and because uh, I just think I, I grew up that way. I mean, I, I remember getting up mm-hmm. in the morning on Thanksgiving and even on Christmas, and my dad, you know, jumping in our little car and him saying, "All right, we're going to go visit Aunt Christine. We're going to visit Aunt Evelyn. We're going to visit Uncle Sonny. We're going to visit this person. We're going to visit that." And we would just drive around and visit people on holidays, and then ultimately we'd end up at the same house, and everybody's there. And so I just kind of. <laughs> I literally thought that's what everybody did, and so when 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 I heard all this foolishness about about married couples splitting holidays, like well, we just go to their house for Thanksgiving and then my family's for Christmas, I'm like, wait, what? You don't do both? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, whatever. And so um, yeah, I, I'll I'll do a great deal of house hopping. I think this year it's going to be a little more toned down. We got different family dynamics happening um, uh-huh. uh, this year, which almost tried to ruin my Thanksgiving, but I didn't let it. And so in the morning, I'll be doing some charity work uh, in Capitol Heights, and then. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'm going to uh, go to my mom's house, I think, and then I'll go to my in-law's house, and then ultimately I'll be back home and and, and, and sleep the rest of the night. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. but matter of fact, I got to make sure I give you my mother-in-law's address so you can make that part of your round. Absolutely. Right? I'd love to stop by. I <laughs> would love to stop by. I heard those gatherings are really entertaining. And so I'd love to stop Oh, yeah. Oh, very. Very. A barrel of laughs. <laughs> so the risk is opponent this upcoming weekend, Sunday, December 1st, 1 p.m., matchup against the Carolina Panthers. What do the Redskins have to do to get this uh, second win in a row, third uh, win in uh, uh, of the year, Kevin? All right. Keys to the game. Loosen up. Mm-hmm. Loosen up. That's that was um part of the the receiver I mean the quarterback's problem receivers. He's just a little bit too anxious, too eager. Just gotta loosen up and get into the flow of the game and let, let the abilities of all his teammates come into play. On defense, and we didn't really talk about this a whole lot, they gotta keep the same defensive line uh, alignment, right? Which means that for some reason they waited all this time to decide that Josh Norman either could not or would not play for this team anymore, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. they, it was like a last resort, resort, and it just it paid dividends. It paid dividends, right? So um, keep the same defensive alignment. Let's get a little creative on defense, too. It was still a little bit too easy for a third-string quarterback, whoever this guy was, to pick us apart. If it wasn't for uh, just a couple of bad plays, so right. that's what we got to do. We got we to gotta get creative. And we got to let it, let it loose, let it go, let it flow, let it go, whatever the, the chick's saying, frozen, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with you 100%. I think the key to this game is opening up the offense and let the young boy throw the ball. Let him throw it. Let him pass it around. Listen, two and nine, you know, what's what's three and nine? What's two and ten? You know, like, what are we really talking about here? You got to see what he can do. You got to see what these receivers can do. You got to let the team think that there's some kind of confidence in where you're headed along because I'll tell you what, it's so funny because I use this analogy all the time. When you're coaching Little League, and the parents and the grandparents and the uncle and Ray Ray and them want, you know, little Bozo <laughs> to be quarterback, but little Bozo ain't any good. You know who knows little Bozo ain't any good? Little Bozo knows he's not any good. And he knows that Kevin is the one who should be starting at quarterback. And he hates it when his mom and when his dad is yelling at the coach, telling the coach, you got to put Bozo in. You got to put little Bozo in. And little Bozo's like, no, don't put me in. I'm not any good. The rest of the team knows when the coach doesn't have confidence in who's supposed to be the quote-unquote young guy, the guy of the future. So let's show some confidence in him. Let's let him air it out. Let's let him play some football. And then let's see what the young kid has. And then you can say, hey, we know he stuck it up today, but we're going to give him shot after shot after shot until we're confident that we need to go in a different direction. Or you can say, hey, we saw some good things. I'm glad we gave him a shot. And that's what that's what I think Man, the Redskins should do. You know, Rondé Barber pointed out a couple of times during the game, at, at, at certain points during the game, you had three rookie receivers and a rookie quarterback and, uh, and I might as well be a second-year, but a third-year running back who's like red-shirted for uh-huh, two right, years, basically, right? right you right. know, And that's... And when, you, when that was on the that lineup was on the team, you saw hope. Yes, you yes. saw hope, right? You saw youth. And, as Morgan Freeman said explosive. in, in Shawshank, hope is a dangerous thing. There it is. <laughs> hope is a dangerous thing. The Federal Football Report, a non-dangerous thing, but a great thing for the That's DMV. Right. We'll come back uh, next week and we'll uh, analyze this game. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, Kevin. Happy Thanksgiving, brothers. 